Episode 210, we're going to talk a little bit about how crowdfunding campaigns really need to be handled differently and how campaigns really should not be a dependent of your org's fundraising culture. Here we go. Welcome to Funding the Performing Arts podcast, open and frank discussion about supporting and growing the performing arts, such as instrumental, vocal, drama, dance, marching, and pageantry arts. Well, hello and welcome back again. So glad you could join us. Uh, today we're going to talk a little bit about fundraising culture, and we're going to talk it about fundraising culture as it relates to crowdfunding. Now, I feel uniquely qualified to make a few statements here, uh, and my background, uh, for those of you that don't know me, uh, I run Fans Raise uh, as, a, as a business. Uh, my background prior to joining the software and the Fortune 500 business development world, I was actually a high school band director for about seven years and spent many more years before that uh, while in college uh, teaching, writing, consulting, judging, uh, working with a lot of different types of performing arts, a lot of marching arts, pageantry arts. I've been around a lot of of programs that raise money in a variety of different ways. And those programs are typically, uh, they're going to vary in terms of their levels of sophistication, their levels of commitment. Um, You have some bands, let's take marching bands, for instance. You have some marching bands that just simply uh, get out there and play halftime at a football game uh, a few times a year, maybe a parade or two, and that's it. Maybe they go to an adjudicated festival maybe not. Then you have other bands that log thousands of miles in the course of a fall competitive season, traveling and competing with groups uh, from all over the United States. So there's a huge uh, spectrum between point A or example A and example B that I just cited. Uh, and I've, I've worked closely with bands on both sides and in the middle of that spectrum. And I can tell you that uh, for for most groups, fundraising is definitely viewed as a necessary evil, also as optional in a lot of cases. And speaking from the, the fans raise point of view, we do have groups that approach this just like any other garden variety fundraiser uh, from an optional stance. So... Here's the activity, participate in it if you like, and we'll hope for the best. And that's fine. That's completely your call or the client's call when we're putting it in the context of, let's say, fans raise. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast and you work with a group, either you're an ensemble director, maybe a band booster, maybe you're a staff member or a designer or an instructor, clinician of some point, of some sort, I should say, um, you know, maybe that's your thing. Uh, and maybe, um, maybe your needs are not, uh, not very large. Maybe the scope and the scale of which you work is, is comfortable, um, where mountains of cash aren't really necessary to make it all go. And if that's, if that's this, uh, the case, then my hat's off to you because your life is simple and your life is easy. And uh, I hope you appreciate that. Um, but I can tell you that a lot of the programs that approach us are, are typically the sort that are just hungry. They're, they're just, they're, they're doing all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, their productions are involved. 
they are trying to grow and and provide more just more of everything more stuff more experiences more trips more travel more this that and the other so my advice is really understanding and decide what you are are you going to approach this as an optional nice to have kind of activity where hey if i get 40% of my students doing what they're supposed to do, I'm good. And if that's it, then then you're good. Okay, that's fine. But if you are really looking to make a big impact, if you want to make a measurable dent in upping your budget operationally for your program, I challenge you to maybe think about this differently. And what we've done at Fans Raise is we've really created a, a flexible scale kind of program where if you just want to build a nice, pretty donation page that'll accept and process donations and track things and make messaging pretty simple, then there you go. Um, social sharing, a la the, you know, the good old fashioned GoFundMe page. Now, if you want to use Fans Raise, in the what I what I sometimes term as GoFundMe on steroids, that's when it turns into a student-driven activity, and I can tell you that groups that really do the best with us are the ones that approach it not as an option, but compulsory. But uh, this is the expectation. This is what we need you to do. And my advice is to really number one decide what you're going to do and what you're going to be, and then at that point look at drawing a real clear line in the sand and saying, look, we do fundraisers, we sell the candy, we sell the pizza kits, we sell the wrapping paper, we sell the mattress sale, we sell raffle tickets, we whatever. We have car washes, bake sales. We A lot of that stuff is optional. And you'll have families that, I can tell you from my own experience, my kids are in band. Um, once in a rare while, we will latch onto a fundraiser. It's typically stuff we would have bought or consumed elsewhere in the marketplace. So rather than go to our local Lowe's or Home Depot or Garden Center, we'll get our, our mums in the fall through our marching band. And they're good. They're good quality. They're priced about the same. And the band gets a little cut and everyone's happy. Um, so in our program, the fundraising is definitely optional. So when you roll out fans raise, how is it different? How does it change? Well, it really starts first with addressing the difference with the boosters and also the director and the instructional staff. Because the other thing that I see is that when band mommies and band daddies, and I do not use that term, um, you know, from a... Uh, you know, belittling or, or, you know, diminishing the importance. What I mean is students are going to react to band boosters much differently than they react to the band director or the caption leads or whoever is instructionally in front of that student on a regular basis. It's not hard to understand why. And I think that, you know, 99% of the listening audience will probably agree with that sentiment. Um, but I will say that support, universal support and understanding from your boosters, from your instructional faculty, uh, director, administrators are all are all important. So once you level set those expectations, it really comes down to can you get your kids and your students or your members or your participants, whatever you call them, 
can you get your, your members to view this differently? Because nine times out of 10, they're not going to jump for joy when given another thing to sell. And that's really where you can go into, whether it's a fans raise campaign or a GoFundMe campaign or CrowdRise or SnapRaiser, whatever platform you decide you want to try to use. That's where you really need to emphasize the importance of getting the member buy-in. And we, we've got lots of resources and blogs and videos and, and such on, on how to position a campaign in such a way that the kids get excited and they start to freak out a little bit and kind of run away with it and get, you know, the dream is that they just blow it up and they just go nuts with it. And uh, when that happens, it's a beautiful thing. So I think first and foremost or second and second most, I'm, I've had a couple first and foremost here today, um, just understanding that your mileage may vary when you address this with kids and their families. Uh, our in, within our universe at Fans Raise, it involves the students uh, basically becoming accountable for email. Uh, mainly, you know, they have their own email address. They're invited to the campaign platform. They confirm that email address, and then they're prompted to enter in 20 or more potential donor contacts directly into the platform. Now, sometimes there's pushback. Sometimes there's misunderstanding. I don't want to give you email addresses um, what are you going to do with that information? You're going to sell me onto lists. You're going to put me on the evil spam list. I know you will, you naughty email marketers. And the fact of the matter is, if you review our privacy policy or terms and conditions, you will find that that's not the case. Now, I cannot speak uh, for other platforms. In fact, I know one of our competitors makes it an active uh, practice to sell information often to third parties. Uh, which will never happen with us. So otherwise, uh, we're not going to be around here doing this for very long. So um, always be aware of that, but then also understand the platform or the uh, the system that you're utilizing. Make sure that you account for all of the questions. Uh, what are you doing with my information, my security? Uh, are my donations tax deductible? How does that work? Well, there's other, we've got a lot of supporting content to help you with that. You can also go to fansries.com, look at our FAQs, and there are sections within our FAQs for uh, for directors, for donors, for member participants, etc. So um, it's basically, it, it really comes down to can you get your kids or will you get your kids excited to put themselves out there a little bit? And I can tell you, the, the more sophisticated programs that we work with, the programs that are um, high achieving, uh, high expectation, high tempo and velocity types of performing ensembles, they do well, they do better than those ensembles that are a little bit more relaxed. And I think a lot of that has to do with those students are typically used to seeing an expectation and then meeting or surpassing it and growing as performers. Um, we ask our kids to do a lot. We really demand our kids do a lot. And they're, you know, especially with groups that have a tradition of excellence or groups that definitely have member buy-in to everything the group does. Um, I've seen drum corps directors, high school band directors stand up in front of their groups and say, guys, everyone in this room 
If you're, if you're wearing our uniform this year, I need everyone to jump on this. I need everyone to come with their best effort. I need 20 email addresses entered into that platform. They need to be real email addresses of real people that may donate, that know you, and that understand the importance of the marching arts or the performing arts in your young lives. And lo and behold, you know, those campaigns just take off like a rocket ship. So those are are pretty good lessons, pretty solid lessons. And we've done enough of these at this point to where there's almost a little bit of predictability where I can see from a little ways off how the director or the administration views a campaign and how ultimately might perform. Sometimes I'm wrong, but often we're not. So leverage the resources that we have available to you at fansraise.com uh, and continue to, 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 to expect more, to ask for more. I think a lot of times we tend to make things optional, um, especially with fundraisers where there are no minimums, where there are no commitments, or maybe the upfront costs are minimal and there's low risk. Um, we take what we can get and we settle. And I would encourage anyone considering a crowdfunding campaign Really? Do you do you need to settle? Can you can you can you push it? Can you can you amp this up and go big or go home? And you know, let's say let's say you set a goal of seventy five thousand dollars to raise money for band uniforms, and maybe you're going to have some district money that comes up in six or seven years down the line. You're looking at other competitive bands that you're competing against. They're changing uniforms. Um, they're upping, you know, they're freshening up their look, they're upscaling their equipment or their presentation or their productions. And they are just, they're, they're, they're taking those steps. And sometimes we can take a project that may be on the six or seven year roadmap. And maybe we do that next year with a big infusion of cash into the program through a campaign like this. So how cool is that? The ability to, to make things happen sooner, probably ahead of time, um, it's not hard to do. And I think if you set a big, hairy, audacious goal, even if you fall a little bit short, let's say you set the goal at $75,000 and you raise sixty. Well, boo-hoo, you just raised $60,000. Is that terrible? Of course not. That's incredible. For, to, you know, let's say you have 120 kids in your band and you raise sixty grand. That's insane. That's great. It's also extremely achievable. I'm not going to say it's commonplace, but it can be done and it has been done and it will be done uh, hopefully with more and more regularity uh, as, as we uh, broaden our family, our performing arts family within the fans raised community. So uh, always keep that in perspective. The goal is that you set for a campaign is just a, no a number. It's just arbitrary. And, be just always reconnect back what you raise versus the time and the effort it takes to raise it. Um, some campaigns are a hassle. Some campaigns just make you pull your hair out. They take forever. It takes forever to, for the money to come in. There's upfront costs. There's stress with distributing product and logistics and all that crap. And it's another reason that I think that the, the crowdfunding for groups that actually take the leap and really try it and, and just really commit to it. 
um, there's there's just complete utter shock at how effectively crazy awesome it is in a short period of time. So with that, I'm going to link in the uh, program notes here below uh, some resources, a couple blog posts that I think are appropriate, uh, as well as a video. And, you know, continue, continue to, to ping us or reach out to us if there are any questions you might have. Uh, I think every great campaign that we have launched really starts with a conversation. It really starts with um, an idea, like a, like just a, a thread or a kernel of thought that, uh, hey, I wonder if I could do this. I wonder what it would look like. Let me talk to those guys. So talk to those guys. Talk to us. Call me up. Email me. Let's go. Let's do it. That's my spiel. I'm sticking to it. Tonight was kind of a, a bit of a riff, a little bit of off the off the off the top of the head, off the cuff. Um, I hope it's okay. A little bit of a different approach, maybe a little bit more informal. I don't know if this resonates with you. Uh, next next podcast will be much more structured and much more um, locked in and uh, and formulaic. If that's that's a word formulaic. Yes. I really hope that at some point we are in a position to partner with your ensemble and help you create unbelievable memories, unbelievable experiences for your members, for your performers, for your students. Let us know how we can support what you're doing further that, that educational mission that you have as a program. I want to know all about it. I want to know what we can do to make those things happen for you as soon as possible. Okay, www.fansraise.com. You can you can hit our, our blog. All the podcast episodes are there. If you have questions, concerns, you can message us right through the website. It's real simple to do. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Goodbye. <laughs>